Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Oh my goodness! It's only preseason, but I'm hyped he'll fuck! Jimmy G Buckets gets buckets! Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce! And we are getting ready for the culmination of the Major League Baseball season. The NFL kicks off in three weeks. But you know what? It's not going to be long until the NBA is rolling one more time. They're going to get going in training camp in late September. Preseason games start the first week in October. And our guy, Stacey King, I guess, might be traveling again. The word is that uh, they may be sending talent on the road. How do you think about that? I haven't heard that. <laughs> he, he denies everything. Uh, I, haven't, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard from the powers that be at Skynet. They haven't they haven't contacted me. Skynet. Skynet. Yeah. Waiting for the wait for the come down from Skynet to tell me what we're doing, but <sighs> you still find your suitcase? <sighs> you don't want to know my choice of, of, of yeah. destinations, huh? But but obviously the, the having the announcers on site really adds to the broadcast. I don't think there's any yes. question about that. Yes. It, it was it was diff it was tough in the beginning last year doing the games. Uh, remotely, mm-hmm. especially the road games. We were at the United Center for the home games, but it was different because there was no crowd there. You know, this year the crowd will be there. Um, I don't know what the protocol will be for fans coming in. Will they have to have vaccinations? Some arenas are doing that. I don't know what the United Center is going to do, but we do know fans will be back in the arena, and mm-hmm. so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I mean, we got a, we got a very, on paper, a very good basketball team, and I'm really excited uh, to get going and I think it's a little early. I prefer to start in December, to, if you ask me. But, you know, I don't make those calls. I'm just the man sitting next to the man sitting next to the man. 
For those of you watching on YouTube, we are in the uh, Hustle and Flow studio in beautiful Palatine, Illinois. And we also have on display, even though it's not lit as well as we would like, <laughs> the full array of Stacy King's great sauces. <sighs> we got the hot sauce. We got the St. Pat's Verde. We got barbecue sauce. Ooh. Why is it? Why is it a larger bottle for barbecue? Because people oh, just yeah. pour that stuff yeah, on. Yeah, people. Yeah, you people need a little more. Their chicken and their meat <laughs> on it. So we decided to give them a little bit more. Um, but I tell you what, oh, man, I'm, I'm just. I had St. Pat's Verde last night yeah. in America <laughs> on some quesadillas. Oh, my goodness. You know what would be good if we got some ribs and we got oh, the whole group together? You know what? Oh, the hey. With the Stacey King barbecue sauce. And if, if, you, if you'd like to sponsor and bring some food over, we can actually <laughs> show you guys what we're actually eating. So you guys, these restaurants in the area... Um, you know, we don't turn nothing down by a collar. We can uh, cook out in the hustle and flow parking yes. lot. Yes, we can. We can. You you bring your food, and we'll put the hot sauce on it, and uh, it'll be a great combination. Hey Stinger, we were talking about the the traveling for announcers. What's going on in Milwaukee? And they're not traveling either radio or TV, are they? Uh, once again, it's uh, all remains to be seen. A lot of question marks. I think some teams. My informal poll with some of the NBA producers. It seems like some are going to travel. Both some may travel just talent. Um, it sounds like radio, like baseball now. See, now baseball, our, now our baseball guys are traveling. Radio. Yeah, and I White just, Sox are too. Yeah, and, and there's other teams that are traveling radio. And I just found out our sideline reporter is going to be traveling for the rest of the baseball season. So um, it just remains to be seen on the cloud control if that's going to get up and running um, and with the world feeds. So I, I think it's going to be announcers possibly traveling and production's going to be back in uh, some form of a studio. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the city of champions. Oh, the Brewers running away from that division. They are. They're running away, but I, um, I wanted to bring in. I'm going to oh, answer every. Go. Before I answer every question, it's oh, going to be Bucks and Six. Uh huh. So oh. that's how I'll answer everything Bucks and Six. Oh, but, my uh, but yeah, the Brewers are on fire. It's been an unbelievable run. Uh, look out, White Sox. I'm just going to let you know. Look, I know you guys have got your World Series tickets planned and everything, but. Look out for the for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, Stacy's showing the colors today, and uh, White Sox. You know, Stace, they've only been a 500 team since the All Star break. Ooh. Well, I'm not really concerned about that right now. You know, they haven't been healthy all year. That's they true. They haven't had a complete roster all season long, and they're going to get healthy at the right time. And you know, America. You know, <laughs> we always talk about these switching roles and and doing different things. I just want to throw out there that some point I'm doing a White Sox game here in the near future. And uh, me and Adam Amin will be doing a White Sox game. You'll just have to listen. I'm not going to tell you what wow. it is. But is that true? Da, 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 da. Yeah. He, it's he breaking bring it news. Because <laughs> I, I remember you talking about it during the season when uh, Benetti filled in a yes. couple of games. So yes. He's going to get you out yes. there. Yes. I was looking forward to uh, working with Jason, but he got sick. Mm -hmm. So Adam's yeah. going to fill in for him. And then they brought me in the bullpen. Uh, like Mariano Rivera to come in and throw the heat and the gas. I'm, I'm just going to throw nothing but, you know, Sriracha strikes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I bet. I, I talked to Jason today. He's very excited to come on the show. Yes. And, and you, yes. Do, you do remember he had Bill Walton in the booth last yeah. year. So. Yes. I don't know how you get through those broadcasts. Well, you yeah, know what? Okay. I'm just going to tell you, America, I do know baseball. Okay. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be like Bill Walton. <laughs> Bill Walton was on a different planet. Okay. I'm on my own planet, but I'm going to have some fun. You better believe it. And you're going to be surprised about my baseball acumen. Cause you I coach I, baseball. Yes, 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 yes. I did. And played it as a child. So <laughs> let me know when you do that. I'll go. Uh, okay. Well, you're going to have to get a backstage pass. Okay. 
need a bad <laughs> pass. I'll are you vaccinated? Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'll be cheating tickets. Okay, if you're vaccinated, you can come into the back. You can come back because we—that's where we keep all the groupies. They're in the back because you know now Jason. I'm a no, no, you're going to be back there what? with the celebrities. We're going to keep you behind the rope, but we, you know, you know, Adam, you know, he has all these little girls, you know, because oh. he's like a little boy band singer. So they all they all travel for Adam. I just happen to say, hey, girls, back up, you know. Say, hey, you, Adam will be here soon. Have you been working on any of your calls? Like, you have a, <sighs> listen, it's you know, I'm instinctive, man. Yeah. Okay. Just, I didn't just know happens. if you had like get up, just, get out of here, go on. It just flows, man. It just it flows. Goes back I just to the hope, Diamond King. Days. Well, yeah, exactly. I I just hope. I honestly hope that it's an exciting game. I, I know. It, I think it's the Kansas City game. Oh, the Royals. Okay. No, I'm telling everybody now, so I want oh, them I to tune in. That yeah. was the secret. Well, now it's not a secret. I, I want the ratings <laughs> to be high because <laughs> the ratings are high, baby. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. So yeah, so I'm, I hope it's an exciting game. I hope it's a lot of runs and strikeouts and home runs. My man Tim Anderson has some dramatics. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm looking Most forward to Most exciting player in the league. Yeah, I want to I want to have some fun with it and and hopefully it, uh the White Sox win and it's a it's a fun game to do. This is episode 43 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. If you tuned in last week, you would not believe the backlash our buddy Nick Friedel got. You know, I heard that he had to hire bodyguards to follow him everywhere because Bulls fans are coming after him. Man, Nick, I tell you what, man. <laughs> you want to you really want to alienate a fan base. Yeah. Nick Fredale has alienated a Bulls fan base. Everybody wanted a piece of him. There was so many comments on our YouTube yeah. uh, channel. There was I got so many texts, so many you know tweets and yeah. Instagram DMs, and um, you know, listen, America. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick said some things that I totally didn't. I didn't agree with. I, I, when he said the Bulls were a fringe playoff team, yeah. with the That's roster the that they've quote, assembled yeah. now, that was that was just that was insane. Yeah. Okay. So whatever he was smoking before he came on the show, I told him never smoke that again because that whatever it was just really <laughs> tore him up. So, so if you heard that, if you if you listened to that episode last week, um, you know, I mean, he had some really strong comments about the Bulls, and he's a great basketball guy. He knows sure. basketball, yeah. and but some of the things he was saying, Mark, I I was just like, wow, like where is that coming from? You know, some people just like to be contrarians. And I think Nick did that for a big chunk of his career in Chicago. He always seemed to go on the dark side of what, the, what was going so on. So he's wearing, the he's the heel in the wrestling match. Right. He's the, yeah, the guy right. that wears the dark hat. <laughs> he wants to be the, he welcomes that role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I mean, man. But we don't advocate physical violence. No, 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 no. You can listen, far. listen. You can have an opinion, yeah. America. You can have an opinion. You may not like the person's opinion, but that person has a job to do. Mm -hmm. You know, Nick is a great guy. Forget what he said about the Bulls. He's a great guy. He's really, you know, he's really a cool dude. And if you got to know him and uh, you would feel the same way. So don't, don't go over the edge about it. I mean, you can have, you can be upset about it or saying, didn't know what he's talking about. When you start threatening the guys, yeah. that's nah. Well, you're getting a steak dinner out of it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, America, America Bulls fans, you know, yeah. we had that bet. If you, if you watched the show last week that he had the audacity to say the Knicks were going to be better than the Bulls this year. I, I, I just, I was like, dude, like that was a, that was, listen, I'll give the Knicks credit and I'll give the Hawks credit. Hawks were terrible in the first half mm -hmm. of the season. Terrible. They were going to the lottery. Yeah. Okay. They made a coaching change. Whatever happened, whatever Nate did, got them turned around in the second half, and they were the hottest yeah. teams, one of the hottest teams in the second half. But that doesn't that doesn't show me that they're going to be that this year. They can go back to being the way they were in the first half of the season last year. Now, Thibodeau's team, you knew they were going to be better. 
I knew they were going to make the playoffs. I thought they'd be somewhere in that 7 8 C because Thibodeau has that way of making everybody play at a certain level. You got Derek there, you got Taj there, guys who play for Thibodeau that they're able to talk to these younger guys and say, hey, look, I know you think he's coming down on you, but he's just pushing you to get you to another level. And now those guys have seen what he was talking about. They've seen what Derek and Todd's were talking about, and they put in a good run. They put in a nice run last year. First time they've been in the playoffs over 20-something years. Um, but to sit up there, Nick Friedell. <laughs> I can't even believe we're even talking about Nick Friedell right now. I'm upset with Nick Friedell, and so is his mother. Okay? <laughs> he is not coming home for Thanksgiving. Okay? So for Nick to say they're going to be better than the Bulls just because of what they did last year, uh, and what the Bulls have done this year as far as the upgrade in the roster. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> no. Well, our YouTube no. followers were not having it. They no. were they were, no. pretty, they were yeah. fired up. We got yeah. comments. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I, I saw some of those comments. They were. Some of them were a little, little over the top. I, I don't yeah. want to play contrarian, like the, the role of Nick Ferdell, but my only concern is I'm, I think it's going to be exciting with Ball and, and Levine, and they brought all these players around because Levine's in his last year. But are you really – are you – Really thinking uh, that Zach Levine's going to be able to play defense at the level that he needs to play? Because the one thing about some of the teams in the East, we know they play defense. John. <laughs> Don't did fall you watch, Did you watch? Did you watch the Olympics? I didn't. I couldn't find okay. it. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. the channel was on. Okay, right? so, right? okay, so the games it. that I did watch that happened to show on replay, because I didn't get to see it live, so I had to watch it on replay because I never knew when it was playing. But Zach played defense this summer. Zach got after people. He picked up full court. He got over screens. So if you're Billy Donovan, you're watching this, and and I and I know Zach the way he the way he thinks is that that was the only way he was going to get on the floor consistently with the talent that they had there to play defense, and that's why he was on the floor, you know. So and not to mention his scoring, but if he could play both ends on the Olympic games, he was going to be on the floor a lot, which he was. So uh, he showed that he can do it. And listen, you got to get tired of losing. You got to get tired of not making the playoffs and sitting at home every year watching other teams get to the playoffs. As a player, personal pride has to kick in. This kid's a gym rat, spends 24-7 in the summer in the gym. He will work on his way to get become a, a decent defensive player. If James Harden can turn himself into a a respectable defensive player because we all know what James Harden was doing before when he was when he scoring all the points, the Olay defense, and you know they were hiding him defensively. You know he he finally realized in order for me to get to the Western Conference Finals or a chance to win a championship, I got to commit to the defensive end at some point and and give an effort. And that's all you want with you know Zach and and any of these other guys is to come out consistently, have a game plan, listen to your coaches have a game plan how to stop certain players because it's not individual defense that is going to win games. It's team defense. Cause you, you can have, you can have individually three guys on the floor who are great defenders and two players who are not team defense is going to keep those guys in the game and pretty much, you know, protect those guys from getting isolated one-on-one. -on -one. You saw it in the Milwaukee series. You know, there's some guys out there in Milwaukee that, you know, Brent Forbes is not a, a great defensive player. You know, I mean, Bobby Portis is a good rebounder, but he's not, when he's outside to the 20, 23 foot yeah. range, yeah. he's not a great defensive player but moving Holiday his feet. Is. But Holiday is. You know, Giannis and, covers and up a lot of ground. So you got Middleton. So you got three guys out there who are solid defensively yeah. that can really, you know, cover up some of the shortcomings. And the Bulls will have those guys out there as well. Lonzo Ball is a plus defender, as is the young Patrick Williams. And before we get off the Nick Friedel thing, one thing I just saw today, <laughs> and I, we're not dumping on Nick, but this. 
this was ESPN rank putting out their off-season power rankings. They had the Bulls ranked 19th in the league and 10th best in the East. And guess who wrote the summary on the Bulls? Nick Friedel. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it was his vote. Uh, no. That was a, a cooperative no. thing. No. But it just shows you the lack of respect nationwide for the moves that have been made in the offseason, which is kind of mind-boggling. Well, and you you see the Bulls, are they've got some national TV games now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's... TNT yeah, Bulls. Yes, so so that tells you right there that there are some people out there that believe they're going to be a lot better than what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, said, I said last week... They're a top five team with the possibility of moving up, depending on what Philadelphia does with Ben Simmons and injuries and COVID, everything like that. The Bulls have to stay healthy, number one. You can't have your main guys missing 30 games. You can't. If they're gonna if they're gonna take a huge jump in production, offensively, defensively, and the numbers, they've got to have a healthy roster the whole season. You can't miss, you can't have guys like Lowry who's in the past missed 18 to 20 games. And you count on him every single night to be there. Right. And it's no different now. You're going to count on Ball being there every night. You're going to count on Zach being there every night. You're going to count on DeRozan being there every night. And if those guys are missing games because they're injured or sick or whatever, that is going to hurt the Bulls. But one thing I will say, though, Mark, I feel a lot more comfortable with the guys they have coming off the bench to come in and play meaningful minutes if someone goes out for an extended period of time. You can say that last season. You know, you still got Kobe White. You got, I mean, you got, you know, the, the kid uh, Tom, uh, Brown Jr., uh, Green's back. I mean, the bench is a lot better than what Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso Cru- oh, yeah. really is a, could be a starter yeah. on this team or any other team in the league. So when you look at where they've improved at, they've improved 100% almost on every position. And so I, when people say 10th in the East and, you know, oh, there'll be fringe playoff team, I'm, how, how do you figure? I mean, you've got two, two, all three all stars in the lineup. You got a possible fourth one if Lonzo Ball could be a, a all star in the Eastern Conference if he comes and plays like he's been playing. So that that, whoo, man, I don't know where they're getting that at. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Bulls TV. They do some great work over there. Our guy Chris Ramirez, yes, who just one of the best got, in the building, yeah, business, does a fantastic job. And they put out a video with Patrick Williams talking to Io and Devon Dotson about going to Milwaukee to watch a playoff game. And you could just see the passion in his eyes where he's like, he's like, yo, that's where I got to be. He said, he said he literally was getting chills watching the importance of that game. And he's at 19. I think his birthday is coming up in a couple of days, turn, finally turning 20. You know, he just said, that's where I want to be. And being a part of the excitement at Pfizer Forum watching the Bucks and the Nets, he said, you know, that's, that's his motivation going into the camp. Well, I tell you what, I mean, when you when when I saw that, I mean, you don't see NBA players going to other NBA players' right. games. They're, once their season over, they're going home. They're on, you know, one, two, three, Cancun, <laughs> the banana boat. They're doing something, okay? But to see a 19-year-old, and even more impressive was seeing Billy Donovan there. It was almost like an AAU trip. Like, you know, yeah. you got the AAU coach with, the, with yeah. the top players. They're at the games watching the team that they possibly may play. Give Billy Donovan a lot of credit because you don't see coaches doing that. And that's why Bulls fans, when you look at the leadership of this team, not just the front office who has done a phenomenal job doing a 360 with this this organization, but Billy Donovan is a heck of a coach. Yeah, it's not just a six-month job anymore. It's a 12-month thing to make sure your guys are in shape, they're focused, and ready to roll. If you are watching on YouTube, and you really should be if you're listening right now. You should be. 
Look at look at whispers. Look at the lighting. He he looks he looks great. And and, and you look over his left shoulder and you see the sauces. And then you see the disco lights. lights. I can just picture Tim back in the day at the disco. Were you were you a big star? Well, I was more of a roller skater. You know, doing honey dips and oh, stuff like that. With tight booty shorts on. In an altar top. Remember those yeah. fishnet oh, yeah, yeah, fish yeah. tank tops? Kinda he like. had with your nipples hanging out. He had one of those. Oh, he was skating backwards. Like da, 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 Sometimes da, da. the nipple would get caught in there. It would hurt like a... Man, it's terrible. Roller girl. Oh, dancing queen. Dancing queen. He's on there dancing. Little tight shorts on. Yeah, they're going to do a remake of Saturday Night Live with whispers in the lead role. Oh, my God. Because he did the same thing. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Don't try to drag me into your world. No, 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 no. Your world. No. We have the great Al Foren in the waiting room. Yeah, we got to get him on because we're recording this about 5 o'clock on Monday, which means it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, in Ireland. Yeah, but let's just set it up because he probably had a couple of proper 12s and a couple of pints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when we go to break, we're gonna, he's going to come in character, right? So we want to let the viewers know and yeah. the listeners know out of the next break, we are going to have Al Farin in character. I wonder if he's got one John, the, one John the, one Travolta in his arsenal. Yeah. One of the yeah. best impersonators that, that you will yeah. ever hear. Yeah. So America, Chicago Bulls fans, when you're listening to this, so you, if you're not watching it on YouTube, because you'll see him on YouTube, but when you're listening, close your eyes oh, yeah. as he's talking and envision <laughs> who the character that he may be impersonating. It sounds just like him. Yeah, we had him on a couple of months ago. He was fantastic. We were lucky enough to have him back on episode 43 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. So we're bringing in Impressionist Al. That's next. Stay tuned. Sriracha. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jello pudding pop. It was some yeah. Jello. Did, did you hear that taste? Oh, so hey, was that funny? <laughs> Sriracha. Give me the hot sauce. We are back on episode forty-three of Give Me the Hot Sauce. It is now our pleasure to welcome in the former president of the United States. Mr. Donald Trump. Mr. President, what have you been doing since you left office? Well, you know, there's been lots of fantastic things that I've been doing. A lot of golf, a lot of rallies, and a lot of uh, blaming Joe Biden on everything. You know, so it's been really fantastic. You know, that's the three things I've been doing. It's very entertaining. Not going to lie, I miss the tweeting. I miss the Twitter. I really do. It was a fantastic outlet for me to express my wonderful and fantastic feelings for this great country. But you know what? The golfing is a great distraction. It really is. And the rallies, I just I just talk a load of crap and they buy it and it's wonderful. <laughs> you know, Mr. President, there's been rumors that uh, you, you've been known to shave a few uh, strokes playing golf. And obviously you couldn't count the votes in the election. How do you count your golf score? Well, you know, my golf scores are always fantastic. They always have been ask, ask a lot of the people who have, you know, played either a four ball with me or they've partnered with me on, on an 18 hole course. It's, it's always good. You know, I don't slice. I never slice. You just have to look at Obama when he tried to golf when he was president and he was a total disaster. He was really bad. <laughs> you know, so God only knows what Joe is like, you know, so. Well, President Biden, what do you think of your uh, of blaming Donald Trump for everything? Oh, 
That's very similar. I don't pay attention to that moron. Sucks a lot of crap. You know, so it's, it's folks, 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 folks. It's very simple. Don't don't listen to an idiot like that. You know, just yeah. <laughs> okay, Mark Wahlberg. What is the next movie you're going to be playing in? I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I'm really interested when the next movie you're going to put out. Well, what are you talking about? You know what? I put out about three or four movies a year. Okay, you got to go to the movie theaters. I think that's Mark Wahlberg uh, freezing it up. The rest of them, they're all rock. Okay. So you know what? You want to go to the movies? Go downstream, okay? You know, look at Rotten Tomatoes. Gives me a really bad review score. So it's really bad, okay? But I don't care. I get $10 million for each movie. All right? I get to pay for my new mansion. Or I get to upgrade my gym and my house. Okay? So it's really good. Okay? All right. That's why I met one of my next movies out. What? It's going to be an action movie or a comedy. All right? With maybe two or three gags in it that are funny. Okay? All right. Last good movie I made with the goddamn Departed. All right? Okay? Can you remember that movie? It was a really good movie. The rest of them have been shitty little action movies. All right? Okay? Well, Mark, 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 you don't have to get so mad. I'm a big fan. You're already yelling at me, Mark. I'm a fan. We loved you in Boogie Nights. I'm a big fan. You're talking like I haven't been in a movie in about seven years. I'm making about three a year. That's why I'm so goddamn rich. I'm not like Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't turn down roles because, you know, they don't suit me. I take whatever I fucking can. Okay? Excuse my language. (laughs) You should join the Fast and the Furious, Mark. Oh, you never know. You look at Vin Diesel, he gets a big paycheck for that. All right, but he better not start shit with me because he, him, and The Rock are not friends anymore. Okay, and I like Dwayne a lot. Dwayne's a really good guy. So Vin, I'm warning you. If you want to get me in the Fast and Furious movies, you know, just be my equal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dear, it's the summertime and people are looking for entertainment. They're going to the different streaming services, and I, I stumbled across something on Disney Plus. This series, uh, uh, Loki. They did a whole thing with. Uh, Owen Wilson as, as one of the timekeepers. What what that was kind of a stretch for you, wasn't it, Owen? A different role. Well, you know, it was incredible. <laughs> um, you know, I played the same role that I played in a lot of other movies, and I thought it was an incredible experience. Sorry that I'm whispering. Two year old was upstairs asleep on the email I got. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was like an experience, you know. I, I told I told an interviewer, you know, a couple of months before we started shooting, that my character had a mustache. I got a call from Kevin Feige. He had a Marvel. He said, "Strike one." I thought, oh, it was my job. Experience, you know, just amazing. How'd the whole wild thing get started, Owen? The whole whale thing, you know, that was good. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I suppose it was a part of my improv when I was reading from lines, and then I just keep it in the movies, and the directors would have been, well, they were fine. But they said, just keep the wow. <laughs> so, 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 uh, Morgan Freeman, my, I've always wanted you to narrate. Uh, 
something for me, like my life. I'd like for you to walk around everywhere I go in the supermarket, the grocery store. And I just want Morgan Freeman, you Morgan Freeman, to narrate my life. Just what would you say if we were walking into a grocery store and you're narrating my my life? Well, Stacy, I gotta tell you, first of all, I gotta know what your favorite grocery store is. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's plenty. I know there's a lot of grocery stores. I live in Ireland, okay? So we call them supermarkets over here. And I don't know if you guys have, we, we have supermarkets. One's called Tesco, done stores. I don't know what the name is. Of the super, I mean, I, I've the CVS pharmacies. They're like goddamn supermarkets in Europe. That's the way they are. I know they're a pharmacy, but the hell, you walk in there and you get whatever you want. <laughs> so I'm thinking of Stacey King walking into a Gotta tell me what one of the, the grocery stores is, because I don't have a goddamn clue. <laughs> Last time I was in Chicago was 2013. Jewel. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good hey, one. Hey, you know, you make me laugh. You know, you're a funny guy. You know, you, you do the thing. You're just a funny guy. I can't, I just, I, I'm just sorry. You make me laugh. You're a funny guy. What, what are you talking about? What, what are you, funny guy what? <laughs> you're just funny. I don't know. You just, what are you talking what the fuck is going on behind with the world? What's happening there? Is it strong lights? What are you in a fucking nightclub or something? What's going on? Where's I mean, person? all you need is a DJ that have to play that fucking music. What are you like? Leave some nerve. I don't know, Tony. I don't know, Tony. You make me laugh. You get so fucking nervous around me, you motherfucking friend. Come on, come on. Put on some music or something. You know what I mean? We're in a nightclub. We're having fun. You know what I mean? So, so, so. So, so, Conor McGregor, this last fight you just had at the UFC with Dustin Poirier, you, you really kind of showed your, your, your ass a little bit. You, you, you sounded a sore loser. You just, you know, you took, you did all this talking, you got beat, your leg fell off, and you just did all this stuff afterwards, and it really kind of made you look bad. What, what do you have to say about that? So what you talking about made me look bad, you know what I mean? It looked that made me look bad. I mean, if it, listen, if it went to the second round, it would have been a very different fight. So, you know, listen, there's, there, there's solace from this. I, I have a titanium shin bone now, you know what I mean, Stacey? I look, I look the bleeding business. I'm going to walk in there next year, and I'm going to beat this man. And I'm going to beat another, I'm gonna beat Nate probably in the tour fight. So, listen, we don't... As far as I'm concerned, you can say whatever you like about me. I sold the proper 12. I made about 250 mil of that. I made about 30 mil for that fight. So I'm rolling in, I'm rolling in, in, in the dollars. So it's all good with me. <laughs> you know the you know, one? So. That's it. That's it. Hey, listen, I lost the fight, but he's allowed to tune in. He's allowed to tune in to the next one. The, the, the pay per view buy rates will go through the roof. I mean, is it all still talking about me? So, I I, I look forward to to the comeback. You know what I mean? I'll be like I'll be like Arnie and the Terminator walking in there. You know what I mean? You know, remember when he walked into the bar and he beat up all the lads in the bar? You know what I mean? That's what I say. I, I need your keys, your wallet, and the you know and your boots. <laughs> your motorcycle. That's that. That'll be me. You know, Arnie and Terminator too. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Connor, you got you got beat so bad in that last fight. I heard that there's comedians like Al Foreign are challenging you to a fight. Uh, stop. That, that, that little twerp. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, 
I tell you, it's a funny story. I mean, I've met him so many times. And every time I meet him, we tell him, you do a shit impression of me. But the rest of them are very good. (laughs) 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 So I can't wait. I can't can't wait to slap him on him. (laughs) Hey, Matthew, uh, you lost a, a lot of weight for the role in Dallas Buyers Club. How did you go about doing that? Well, you see me right now on the Zoom judging, but I've, 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 I've owed up for that. I need to lose. <laughs> Jesus Christ, look at me. I look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about, about me losing weight. We put on a COVID stoner, too. It's, it's, I mean, the COVID stone. Now you put on that lockdown stone, you feel like pure crap. Amen. Just get yourself out there. The name of my book is Green Lights. Just go past the green light. Just do it. It's an amazing feeling. That's right. <laughs> once you get to the, once you get to that epiphany, you will feel it, and it'll be okay. One hundred percent. So, still playing bongos thing. in the nude? You just, yeah, yeah. I do. Listen, I'm gonna come back on this show because listen, I'm a very big fan of Stacy. He's a good friend of mine. The guys in the show are fantastic. A couple of months down the line, I'm gonna lose the weight for the Conor McGregor fight. I'm gonna take my shirt off for the next time I come on. Hell, <laughs> yeah, by then it'll be all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, so Tyson, I, I my inspiring videos where I talked all of this, uh, you could say, bizazzle really inspired you on my Instagram. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, so Tyson Fury, you got this big fight coming up with Deontay Wilder. You just, you just tested positive for COVID, which canceled the fight. Um, Deontay Wilder doesn't think you can beat him. Um, he thought he beat, he thought he beat you the first two times. You got lucky in the second fight. So what are you going to do different in this fight? The exact same thing I did in the last fight, right? 100% about that man. He's absolutely deluded. He thinks he's this. He thinks he's that. He's got no technical ability. He's a bum. A bum dosser. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, right? I beat him the last time and I'll beat him again. 100%. He talks about having power in his right hand. Yes, of course, he knocked me down in the first fight, but I rose up like the fucking Undertaker, right? <laughs> and I beat him again. 100%, I beat him again, Las Vegas. He was very lucky that the fight got delayed. Very lucky. And I can't wait. Allegiant Stadium, I'm going to make a fool of him. And then, you know what? A lot of people are looking at Anthony Joshua, me and him. Me and him in Wembley Stadium in the UK, and I can't wait because I'm going to knock him out. He's another dosser. Dosses everywhere. Dosses. Hey, Bobby, the I truth, heard that... the, truth, the Gypsy King is the true king of the heavyweight division. They, they, can't, they can't handle me. I'm too technically good. 100%. Hey, Bobby, I heard you had a recent conversation with your boy, Al Pacino. How did that go? I don't know. Not too bad. He's doing good. He's, uh, you know, the, the pandemic was, was tough. Very tough. Now, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I did The Irishman. A lot of people were, they were hyped. They were excited for that. Now I find myself, I'm doing these these comedies. These, well, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing this for? <laughs> what am I doing this for? The paycheck? I don't know. You know, so uh, oh, Al's doing okay. He's doing too bad. Well, bye. What, what do you want to know? Huh? I don't know. You guys hang out in the village? No, no, we do. We do. But what, what do you want me to tell you? Every single conversation me and him have in a cafe, and we walk in, we have a nice coffee together. You, you, is that what you want? 
You want the details? What, what are you, the National Enquirer? What are you talking about? Come on, what's the matter with you? I know what that is. I know what that is. We get that over here, that National Enquirer. The bullshit that comes out of that, my God. What, what would Al say about fan, this? Fantasy. I tell you, no, listen to me. More fantasy in one of those stupid magazines than you get in Lord of the Rings. Let me tell you that. <laughs> You know, since this, uh, we talk a lot of basketball here, and people always ask Stacy and me, what, what's your favorite basketball movie? One of mine was uh, Woody Harrelson starring in White Men Can't Jump. Uh, yeah. that, that, that was an all-time classic. How did you hustle all those guys? Man, that was incredible. <laughs> I mean, working with Wesley, he's a true genius. I mean, one of the great actors of the 1990s, was Wesley, but man, that what an experience. I mean, I can shoot hoops still. I'm still a great player. I still do it from time to time, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was high for about 75. <laughs> the only way it all comes back to me is if I watch it on the, you know, the television, and it's an amazing experience, man. Yeah. <laughs> You've come a long way since Woody in Cheers. 100% I have. You know, I'm in the new, the, that new Venom movie with Tom Hardy. I'm playing the role of Carnage, and it should be good. <laughs> it's great. I feel great. I'm happy. I'm always happy. <laughs> Hey, speaking of great actors, uh, Eddie Murphy's made a bit of a comeback. You know, he kind of disappeared after his roles, you know, in film and on Saturday Night Live. What are you up to now, Eddie? Man, you man, people talking about my comeback, man. It, it, it was incredible, man. I, you know, you know, we had to come into America too, man. It, man, it, it was okay. It was okay as sequel. Man, me, me, you know the sequels are never as good as the first movies, man. But I made a shit ton of money, man. Let me tell you, it was a, it was an Amazon original. I said, I said, Jeff, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, with your Doctor Evil laugh, give me all the money you got to do the this coming to America too, and you put it on Amazon. It was amazing, Jeff Bezos. Thank you for the pay, paycheck. It was incredible, man. And I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you ever see yourself doing Shrek again in the donkey? Oh man, yeah, let, let, let me tell you, states man. If I get a big paycheck, I'm telling you, you, I'm, I'm getting those seven figures, man. That's it. I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it means having to work with that miserable motherfucker Mike Myers again, I'll do it. No problem. <laughs> you know, we just uh, we just finished the Summer Olympic Games. So we were wondering what Caitlyn Jenner thought about the Olympics. Of course, oh, yeah. back in the day, pretty fine, fine decathlete. Wow, it was incredible. Oh, my God. You know, they didn't have the crowds. There wasn't the crowds there, but we had, I mean, as far as it Gable Stevenson, they won out the gold in the, in the wrestling. Wow, absolutely incredible. Just amazing. You know, and uh, it was just pure exhilaration. I loved it from minute one. Wow. Caitlin, your voice is still kind of deep, though, after all these years. Well, listen, you know what? It's great, and it really is. And, uh, you know, uh, there's nobody going to talk about me, you know, going for the governor's spot of California? Is that is that still a go? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of help. Myself and Kim, Kim, Courtney, Chris, and Chloe haven't spoken for a while, but they're going to have my back. 
You know, I'm going to be the governor. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you know, if Barney could do it in 2003, and so can Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, you know, watching you, Gordon Ramsay. I'm a big fan of yours. But sometimes I wonder, like, with all the yelling and the, the intimidating that you do with people in the kids, has anyone ever, like, really got so mad at you that they attacked you with a frying pan or just or tried to get back at you? Because you just come off so mean on television. Oh, God, wow, okay. Uh, most certainly, so many times before, that they've come at me so aggressively because they cannot, you know, understand the concept that they are so shit at cooking, okay? <laughs> so they come at me because I'm screaming at them and it's my way of motivating them, you know, saying, yeah, that's so shit. Look at you, you worthless piece of shit. Do better. For me, I cannot understand why they want to attack me. You know, because for me, that is motivation. Okay? Wow. Really is. Okay? What are you laughing at? What's so funny? What's so funny about that? Okay? God. Donald, my spirit. Oh my God, that's a good one. That's you know, Stacy, we've been trying to book Dennis Rodman for a long time on the show, yeah. and thank goodness today on episode yes. forty-three, Dennis Rodman is going to join us. Dennis, what have you been up to? We we haven't seen much of you lately. Well, you know, it's been a while since I did this impression, but now I'm I'm doing good. You know, I'm, I'm doing well. I people were talking about me when we had the last dance. Yeah, but I'm doing well. A couple of calls with Kim. Every two, three calls that came awake, you know, we're, we're, we're talking, you know, I'm going to come back over there. You know, for a little bit, that's what I look forward to. That is the man of a million voices, our good buddy, impressionist Al, Al Foran. And nice for the Al. folks yes. who watched on YouTube, I'm sure they enjoyed every second of it. And Stacy advised everyone, if they're just listening on the podcast, to close your eyes and just picture all those great actors and, and entertainment people. <laughs> How can you switch from one voice to the next so quickly? It's it obviously that's a talent that uh, that is is your livelihood, but it's got to be even difficult for you at times throwing thirty names at you in this short period of time. It's it's actually that's what I enjoy the most. I enjoy kind of been hitting hit, basically hitting the spot. You know, there, there's a there's a radio presenter in Ireland. He's kind of like the he has like the biggest national show uh, every every day, and it's on from. 145 to 3 p.m. And he, he'd have like a comedy segment every month on his show. And every time I go on, like he hits me with about 30 impressions in the space of like three minutes. Wow. But I absolutely love it. I absolutely <laughs> love doing that. So this kind of thing, it's great because like gigs are coming back um in in Ireland and the UK. So things are kind of getting back to, to normal again over here. So it's good practice as well. That's what I, it's good practice coming on. The last time I was on here, we had a blast as well, you know. So, yeah, no, listen, I, I enjoy the quick switch. I always do. Um, even if I, a lot of people ask me about the expressions as well. It's funny. It's a crazy thing. Like, you, you, once you learn the voice, the expressions actually come naturally with the voice. You wow. don't have, there's no, there's no step-by-step -step process. You just learn the voice. And the expression comes a lot. Wow, now, I'm probably the most that. boring person in the world. So you want to get back to me doing all these voices? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to take a flamethrower to this whole show. Because you're out of order. Oh, boy. Or 
Everybody forgot about that. <laughs> what a shit. What a crock of shit. <laughs> I'm talking to people from Chicago, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Set in Chicago. And I remember it was it was it was great. <laughs> hey Al, what what does your uh, little girl think of all your impressions? Because I've seen some of the stuff you posted on social media. You got a beautiful little girl. Has she kind of figured out what her dad is all about? Uh, yeah, she's she's got a grasp of it. Like I, I, I'm asked to do Peppa Pig characters. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm learning. Peppa Pig characters, Paw Patrol. Sure. All of this now. This is. This is a, a new market has opened up for me with, with this little two-year-old. So she, yeah, she enjoys it. Any of the other voices, she just looks at me like I have two heads. <laughs> Daddy, what happened to you? Right. <laughs> so Al, when you when you're when you're in the public eye, when you go and you walk out and you go to the supermarket, and do people recognize you and stop you and say, "Hey, do this voice or do this"? Oh yeah, constantly, yeah. That comes that comes with the job. You, you can't really you can't really be yourself. You just have to morph into these different characters, you know. Um, it's a, it's either a video or sometimes it's a, it's a it's a picture. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's what happens usually. Do you ever you get know? stuck in a voice where you can't get rid of it for a day? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know. Uh, like anytime I'm, I'm kind of doing a promotion or anything on social media, I actually find it so hard to be me in, in, in promoting something for, for like a, a portion of the video. I have to, if, if I have to actually promote it in the characters, I'm more comfortable doing that. Really? That's how, that's yeah. how, that's how kind of, you know, entrenched I've become with these characters in the last few years. Even after a couple of proper 12s? Yeah. <laughs> A couple of proper swears, I tell you that much, yeah. Sorry, stupid, it's good stuff. Nice, nice little honey oak taste to it. It's good stuff, don't I, man? I'm after making a shit ton of money from it, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Nate, 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 Diaz, hey, Nate Diaz says he didn't like your proper 12, he'd rather smoke weed. Oh. Yeah, that's it. No. <laughs> Whiskey just tastes like shit. I don't know. So I, I smoke a joint. I'm happy with that. So, you know, whiskey like, tastes like licorice shit. You know, like that. You know, so I smoke a joint. I don't know. Real, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Iron Mike, are you uh, making any plans to come to the Midwest, to Chicago at any time soon? I don't know. Why are you asking me to go to Chicago? <laughs> We'd like to come see you. Well, no, no, of course. I'll I'm, I'm, I'm go to Chicago. It's no problem. I like Chicago. It's a great city. You know, it's nice. It's got the big buildings. You know, so I know I like Chicago. I'm a big fan of it. You know, and I'll be there soon. You know what? You want me to do some sort of live show or something like that? Yeah, I'd like to see Yeah, you the one man tiger. show. Yeah. yeah, you and your tiger. <laughs> I do it one man, so no problem. <laughs> what, do you want me to just do a one man show for you? And, and one, one man in the audience, and I'm just telling my life story to you. Is that, 
know what they're looking for. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> tell him, Mike. Tell him. I go on the United States. I seen that CM Punk guy. I seen him on. Yeah. On yeah. I see a lot of people chanting for him in Chicago. They all love that guy. Oh, yeah. That's great. He's so happy. Seven (laughs) years he was going for it. He he looks so happy. (laughs) (laughs) He he wanted to talk so much shit about Vince McMahon, though. You know, he he couldn't hold it in. He just wanted to talk about him and say, Vince McMahon's a piece of shit. (laughs) 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 Hell, Stoke Coast, Steve Austin, once CM Punk come back, what? Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm happy for Punk. Some bitch walked into the United Center. He got the biggest pump of all time, and I was very happy for him. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to cover my style. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Al, tell, tell the folks how they can uh, check out your podcast and maybe some other projects you got going these days. Uh, yeah, listen, ch- check me out. Um, on at Al Foreign Comedy on Instagram, at Al Foreign Comedy Facebook, Al Foreign Comedy on TikTok. Oh. Um, yeah, TikTok. I'm a, I'm, I love the old TikTok. And at Impressionist Al on Twitter. A different handle for Twitter, which is a, a mind boggle for people. What's the name of your podcast? It's the Al Foreign Podcast. We're, we've, we, we've taken a little break on it. Um, for the last few months, but there's episodes available there. We've got, you know, the episode with Ariel Helwani, Michael Bisping, a couple of UFC people, and for people who are like soccer, uh, Andy Andy Cole, who used to play for Manchester United, um, David May, treble winners in that Manchester United, that 99 team. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of good episodes in there. And if you're a wrestling fan, Finn Balor as well, he was on it. Stacey, you should see uh, Al ripping his favorite uh, football club. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's a very harsh critic. <laughs> you don't hold your opinions I'm back, do you? a harsh critic. I want Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to do well at Man United. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't pull any punches. Listen, we could be here for we could be here for the night. But it's it's early evening. We can be here for the early evening if I start doing somebody's football impressions. Hey, do you do uh, George Best? Oh no, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. No, Mike. No, no, he would have been before my time. Okay. Hey, since you're Mourinho, I do Mourinho. Mourinho is popular in the US, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think Jose very popular, very good manager. (laughs) I think I'm the special one. I deserve respect. Respect. Three Premier League titles I win. I get no respect. I don't know. Not very good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Al, since you're such a, a loyal football follower, if, what's the show Ted Lasso? What's the reception of that over uh, in Ireland? Do people watch that? Do they, what do they think of it? Which, would you believe I've only watched the first two or three episodes of the first season, but I've, I've loved it so far. Yeah, I, it's I, great. I stopped, I, and I can't believe I stopped, and I, I want to get back into it. Um, the general consensus of that show is everyone actually loves it over in the UK and Ireland. They, they love kind of the, the concept of it, and they, they love the character, Ted Lasso. And it's great. It's it's a different kind of thing, and it's it's an interesting take, kind of bringing in, say, an NFL coach into the Premier League. It's it's entertaining. 
Um, but no, I've, I've heard wonderful things about it. I can't wait to kind of get back on it again. Well, next time we have you on, we'll, you'll get your Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso impression, Don, and we'll, yes. we'll, we'll go Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Al, we, we really appreciate how generous you've been with your time. You've, you've entertained us and our audience, and hopefully uh, sometime when you come to the States, you can pass through Chicago. We can all get a meal and a drink together. Oh, guys, I got it. 100%. I got to get back to Chicago. I Catch a Bulls game. To my fiance. Catch a Bulls game. You'll be a guest That's in mine. Yep. One hundred percent. Yes, you'll be yeah. you'll be my guest, special guest. Ah, uh, thank you, Stacey. Legend. Make sure you follow Al Foran at Impressionist Al on Twitter, and he rattled off some of the other places you can find him. He is such an entertaining guy. One of the best guy, thing I've ever heard. And he's been so kind to us with his time. Thank you so much, Al. Eighteen voices. He yeah. just did. Impre- rapid just, fire just that, incredible that was a rapid fire segment today a couple of bonus too but yeah. well now we'll we'll let you catch some sleep but it's getting late uh, in ireland so, so, no, it was my pleasure thank you so much thanks, thank you al. so much the great al foran on episode 43 of give me the hot sauce talked about rapid fire hey that's uh, we're gonna do a little bit more of that when we return thing you can do in any entertainment forum is follow a comedian who kills so that's my job here <laughs> as we Ooh, as oh. we come to the rapid fire portion you sound of a lot episode like Mark 43 yeah that's the only imp- impersonation i got local sports announcer what you got the rifles going yeah you know, Bears fans were pretty excited after watching Justin Fields in the first preseason game against the Miami Dolphins where he came in, threw the ball effectively, ran. But I don't know what happened in that second game. I think the thing that bothered me the most, Stacey, was it wasn't the quarterback play. It was just the defense sucked. I mean, they couldn't tackle. It, and this is supposed to be an elite defense. I mean, that's the thing that sets off alarm bells in the heads of every Bears fan out there. If the defense can't hold up, you got no shot. Well, you know what, I'm, Mark, I'm not worrying about them. I think they'll be okay. What I'm worried about is offensive line. Yeah, it's. I, I saw that kid take a nasty hit, yeah. a, nasty hit a nasty hit that could have put him out for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And that if you're if you're the front office, you had to have cringed seeing that your your franchise quarterback of the future, yep. a guy that may be the starter before the year is over, and he takes a shot like that in preseason. Who who whose blocking assignment was that? I mean that that was a blind that was a full dead on. There was no letting up from that linebacker. Take almost take a, took his helmet off. But it was well, helmet to helmet. Too. Well, you know, part of that that's the NFL defenses, and he's got to learn the protection and the you know that's the thing. He's got to be able to change protection to line. But I'm not here to. <laughs> there was no protection for that. Right. He was, he, it was <laughs> like was one, two, three. Yeah. He was coming in. But that's yeah. that's the Buffalo Bills. They are on the verge of going to the Super Bowl. But my my biggest beef, and I love this kid because he called out the fans like booing, you know, Dalton, like. The, the the Bears fan understand that like Dalton is a was an NFL he may not be Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Mahomes but he's an NFL quarterback people he's been in the NFL he understands the NFL and Justin Fields is learning from this guy <laughs> three time Pro so, Bowler Mitch so, Trubisky one year <laughs> I'm just saying like here we go again Bear fans like listen even Justin Fields says don't boo I mean hey, he's probably learning a lot from listen, you know Dalton get off the fans 
I, they, I'm pay sorry. Their, they pay their tickets. They can Fair say what fan. they want. They can say what they want to say as long as they don't throw bottles and stuff and do that kind of stuff. They can say whatever they want to say. I'm not a booer. Right, Listen, Susan? I'm at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they have more problems than Dalton. Yeah. Their offensive line is terrible. And we've you've talked about that terrible. since we started this podcast. Terrible. If you cannot run the ball consistently in the NFL, you will not win. And I've got news for you. It costs money to bring it well, in. You know NFL what? NFL linemen make well, a you know lot what? of money. They make just as much. Well, they brought in 39-year-old Jason Peters, who's, you know, was in retirement, probably happy to be in retirement. Now he said, he had a, a news conference today saying, well, I want to get another championship ring with the Bears. I'm like, yeah, he might be on that same Nick Friedle, uh smoke. <laughs> <sighs> but listen, if they don't address the offensive line. Not this year. Okay, uh, well, let me, then you better not play fields. Yeah. Well, you that, better not play him. For sure. You better not, he better sit on that bench the whole year. If you're not going to address the offensive line and get someone, that, that hit right there, you don't see that kind of hit until like week nine or ten, okay? How, how when long guys does Dalton are hurt? last, though, with that line? Huh? How long does Dalton last with that line? Well, I mean, listen, no the, red, the Red Rocket, yeah. the Red Rocket is going to be on his, on his horse. He, they're going to be rolling out and getting out of there because... It's more like the I, Red Rider BB uh, Hey, I'm t- listen. <laughs> hey, Whispers, I'm going to tell you right now. If they don't address that issue, I would not play Fields this season. I would not play him. That, that hit that he took in a preseason game, that was uncalled for. Whoever missed an assignment, and, and he did not see it coming. So when you say, well, he's got to check down, he's, this is regular. I remember, game two, kids 19, 20 years old, uh, he's, he's, you know, first opportunity. Shouldn't be in there then. No, shut up. No way. <laughs> Shouldn't be in there. He's a first round pick. The, that, that, that was a blown assignment, John. It had nothing to do with him checking down. Had nothing to do with that. As soon as he hiked the ball, the dude was back there. I'm not yeah. talking about him. I'm just saying the combination of changing the protection at the line, which is not all fall on him. And the fact that their offensive line I'm, I'm Buffalo. That's the Bears. So I mean, okay. So that's the Bears. That, they're fault. not. So Bears' fault. If you're not going to spend money, and you're not going to spend money and yep. address the most important issue on the football team. Yep. Then you're going to have your quarterback not last longer than three weeks. Yep. He won't be in the line, and then when he comes back, he'll be gun shy. Yep. He'll be just like Trubisky was, and then everybody will be down on Fields. Oh, Fields sucks. Fields sucks. Yep. No, this is the same thing that Mitchell Trubisky had to deal with. No offensive line. The one year that they had success, the Bears had success, they had a pretty decent line and a running game. They had a running back that can get you four yards a carry. And you remember the Chiefs lost two of their offensive linemen going to that Super Bowl, and Mahomes was running for his life. Yeah, he didn't look that good without a good offensive line. So once again, it it all comes back to the offensive line. If you don't if you don't pay these guys what they're worth and what the going rate for offensive linemen are and you want to go buy one get two free and you like you like you shopping at the dollar store then you're going to have your quarterback in the in the training room every single week yep. cuz that kid that should never happen. That kid should never take a shot like that the second preseason of the game. He, I mean the ball barely touched his hands and that dude came in unblocked. It was almost like they were pulling the linemen and someone forgot to clip down and, 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 and clamp down on that kid. And that kid came in helmet on helmet. Olay, they call that an yeah. Olay block. Oh, that was an eye pass. Yeah, and the that kid was an eye pass. He didn't stop it with a quarter in the change box. He went right straight on through. <laughs> 
the kid who was supposed to be their starting left tackle, Tevin Jenkins, their second-round draft pick, had back surgery last week. Most likely will miss the entire season. So, Ryan so who Pace, was there? Ryan Pace strikes again. Who was, who was in that position that was supposed to be blocking? See that, well, at I'm, that point, there it's second and third see, team, yeah, guys. See, if I'm the quarterback, if I'm in the yeah. quarterback room, I'm going to say, hey, hey did, Red Rocket. Did who, you say who? second round? Okay. Yeah, he's hurt. He yeah. had an injury Seven before he Jenkins. came here. Oklahoma yeah. State. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why. He went to Oklahoma State. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, if he went to Oklahoma, he wouldn't have been hurt. He'd be yeah. right out there because yeah. we're tough. We breed him tough in sooner land, okay? Right. But but my point is, if I'm if I'm Fields and I'm in that quarterback room with the Red Rocket, this is what I'm telling Red Rocket. Red Rocket, who's that? I, I don't know who that, that player came from. I don't know who was supposed to be. Whose block was that? Let's look at the film. Yeah. And then I'm going to find out the number. I'm not going to say anything to anybody. I'm gonna do like the like they did a uh, uh, pile in the movie uh, <laughs> when they when they tied him to the bed and they beat him with soap. Yeah, just uh, what was that movie, Tim? Uh, uh, full Metal oh, yeah, Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Full yeah. Metal Jacket. When we're at the, when we're up at the Bears camp and and the big fella sleep, <laughs> us the, all the quarterbacks are gonna come in there. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have some soap wrapped up in a in a pillowcase and we're gonna hold him down and we're gonna beat him in the belly. In the belly. We're not going to hit him in the head, the face. We're going to beat him in the belly like they did Paul in Full Metal Jacket. And next I know, he will not miss a block. Stacy doesn't mess around, does he? No, no. Wow. no. Wow. Yeah, man, that's our franchise quarterback. Yeah. I was sitting there, I was in, I was like looking at a, a car wreck. I was like, oh my yeah. God, his helmet? Was that his head or the helmet? Like it came off. And I'm like, he got decapitated. <laughs> he should not be taking hits like that in preseason. I totally agree with and, you. And, 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 and we, if we, you know your offensive line is not up to par for that kid, don't put him in there with makeshift guys. Don't put him with guys who, who are going to miss assignments. That could, that kid could have been out for the rest of the year. Shoulder injury, neck injury. He could have been out for the rest of the season in the second preseason game. Not to mention the effects of the happy feet, which will start to set in, you know, when, yeah. a, when a quarterback hey. feels rushed. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. If, if you if you if you an uh, yeah. antelope, are you going to sit there and let just stand there and let the lions circle you? No, you're going to move around. You're going to be moving. You don't want the lions to get you, baby. So he got a, he's an antelope right now. He's an antelope. And the defense that he's going to go with every Sunday are lions. And they're coming for him. And just like they would do any rookie quarterback in the game, they are going to blitz crazy. Oh, yeah. Every rookie quarterback is going to go through what he went through in the regular season. Oh, if yeah. they start like Trevor Lawrence, they're, they're, everything's vanilla for him oh, right now. Oh, it's yeah. like, I mean, pedestrian vanilla, okay? Oh, yeah. They're they're really taking it easy on him. But he's going to probably be the starter, week one starter. And when he sees a defense coming at him that he, you know, he's been going up against second, third team type guys, now he's going against number one defense, Psh, good luck to you. Get an insurance policy. Duck. You got okay. some rifles? Oh, I've been shot! <laughs> Hey, college football starts this weekend. And Stacy mentioned Oklahoma. They show up in the top three or four in just about every, every major year. poll. And I heard a national analyst uh, say over the weekend that he thinks Oklahoma will be your national champion. Spencer Rattler at quarterback. Rattler. <laughs> Are you going to the game? I'm not, I'm not ready to be around a lot of crowded people right now. Just, uh, America. I'm still moving gingerly right now. I'm just slowly getting out, of, you know, moving around, and and but I watch it on TV. But let me tell you something about my Sooners, baby. It's like <laughs> death and taxes. You always gonna find us in the top five, and now we're getting ready to go to the SEC pretty soon, baby. <laughs> and then we're gonna beat up on Alabama on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, I don't oh think so. yeah, Nick Saban, Tricky Nicky, we're coming for you, baby. You're going to be paying your taxes, Alabama. <laughs> 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 Woo!
we need to get that on the playlist. We do. Yeah, yeah we need song. to get that on the playlist. That's the Boomer Sooner song right there, baby. All right. All right. We, we had to give Stacey a chance to hype his Sooner. Oh. They're they going to have a special the squad The hype is year. real. <laughs> America. Just like with the Bulls, baby. We are back. We are wow. back. Wow. You got the rifles? Oh, I've been shocked. You know, we have a lot of fun talking memorabilia in the tub Ooh, in the Walsh's basement, but... How about this for a for a parting gift? The great Bill Russell, the greatest winner of all time in the NBA, sold his palatial estate down in the state of Washington, and he's leaving his trophy case behind for the next owner. How about that? That's that's Stinger would have would have wanted to put a bit on. Is that. there is there is there anything in the trophy case? Yeah, yeah. he's going to leave a lot oh, of his awards. Oh, I thought he's just no. going to leave the trophy no, case. No, 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 no. You can no, get no. back. And an autograph ball. It's a four thousand two hundred square foot home in Mercer Island. It looks beautiful. They've lived there for fifty years. You should have put a bid in. You should have put a bid in. Yeah, I'm not ready. How much is he selling for? Trade your cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a buyer. It's. I mean, the real estate market's so hot. Why would he have to leave something behind? Well, to he's sell old. His house? He's, he's old. He's yeah. moving into a condo. He's going to live in the area. He's not going to be right. too far. Right. It's got the nice hot tub and the whole thing. So oh, yeah, hot tub. Yeah, hot, hot, hot tub. I, I would have I thought you'd have been in on some of that memorabilia because he's trying to auction off a lot of that stuff. I don't buy memorabilia though. Mark, that's the difference. You just I steal it from you your un <laughs> unwitting neighbors. And you trick older people. I collect. You, you trick them. You tell, you tell the guy that the car's not worth anything. You know, hey, what's his, what's his name, Susan, your neighbor? Tim. Tim. Tim, you know that car, right? You yeah. throw it away. But if you're going to throw it away, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. And it's a, it's a, it's a million-dollar card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. I collect. Yeah. I collect. Ted Williams, he wasn't there. Ted Williams, yeah. I'm, I'm, Ted Williams sucks. Speaking of yeah. the Celtics, I'm going to hit the rifles, and we're going to talk about a Celtics who's going to get his number retired. Yeah, the king of petty, Kevin. For Garnett. Real petty. <laughs> For real. Editing Ray Allen out of a photo. That's the dumbest. I mean, thing. come on. That's that, the, I mean, what, what, what? Is that here what we're talking about? He's getting his up. number retired. No, we are Boston. talking about it. No, king yeah. of petty. It's petty. If you're gonna be petty about it, that come on, man. That backfired on you, John. Yeah, John. Way to go, John. <laughs> well, he Way was a great actor. Yeah, he got yeah. in that Adam Sandler movie. Hey, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, listen, America. I like Kevin Garnett, okay, but this with this Ray Allen thing and them how they're treating Ray yeah. Allen is really gone, you know, overboard. You know, it's just like, come is on, Is it dude. really? Yeah, it is going over. No, because he could have signed with the Celtics. He didn't want to, Johnny. Why should he? If, so, if, if, this is freedom of choice. Right. So He's a free agent. So yeah. Kevin Garnett is as freely entitled that to Man, that's petty. Because they would have won. That's they petty. probably would have won another championship. No, that's petty. That's petty. This man went to a better opportunity. He, the, a the, better the, opportunity. The, no, no, here, here's what you don't know behind the scenes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tell me about These the are things you don't know behind the scenes. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, the reason why Ray Allen left, because he didn't get along with Rajon Rondo, your favorite guy. Yeah. Well, okay, the guy who brought everybody together. Yeah. And the guy who keeps the team happy yeah. wasn't doing it in Boston at the time. Well, maybe And Ray Allen went to Doc Rivers and said, him or me. Yeah. And then Doc Rivers, being the politician, we can do this together. We can win. We're winning championships. Let's yeah. put our differences aside. Yeah. Ray Allen... Didn't want to do that. It, yeah. they, they they did not get along. And right. and so all these guys being bitter at him and mad at him because he went somewhere else. Okay, you know, he went to Miami. Miami ended up beating you. Hey, listen. Okay, would you have been mad if he went to Minnesota? Would you still have been mad if he went to Milwaukee or another team like that? They probably would have. Well, I just remember Isaiah, and I know everybody's going to go boo, but in the last dance, I really like what he said. It's not, hey, good, love you, man, rah, rah, rah. Listen, I'm tired of that. 
I like rivalries. I don't like people getting along. That, to me, that's what builds fan base. I'm I don't sorry. like people getting along. Yeah. No, I'm talking about in teams. I don't want my players, you know, You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. But you know what? You know, he, still, he, still, he still helped you win a championship team. Listen, if I'm playing against Mark Chanowski and we never played on the same team together, okay? Yeah, yeah I'll have that mentality going that way. Yeah. But we were brothers. We battled. We were in the trenches with one another. Won a championship. You went, you won a championship. You went to another team. You're still my boy, but when we play, we're going to try to kill you. Yeah. But you're still my boy. That this stuff that they're doing, uh, not inviting them to Boston Celtics uh, events, uh, Paul Pierce's retirement didn't invite them. That that is so like high schoolish. Okay, there's been guys on championship teams that I played on that went and played on other teams. We listen. You still my boy, BJ Horace Grant, still my boy. Scott Williams is still my boy. We're all friends. But when we play against each other, we're going to go hard at each other. Now, I understand what you're talking about, that mentality of, I don't want to, you know, we don't have friends. That's 90s basketball. But not this era with these guys played in. They were all friends. How do you think they all came together? They all met somewhere, went on a banana boat this time. Maybe they met on a trampoline and said, hey, guys, let's we all meet up in Boston. You know, so everybody's friends in these this this 2000 era all the way to where we are now. Yeah. They don't have that mentality they had in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. So I don't hold them um, hostage when it comes to that. Sure. But what they're doing, petty. Because if Ray Allen doesn't play on Boston, they don't win a ring. Kevin Kevin Garnett doesn't have a ring. And so that's the sole reason why he left Minnesota was to play for a championship to come to Boston to play for a championship. Yeah. And United the big and, three. And that and was... that's how you and this here's another little dun, 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 how things work behind the scenes. You had Kevin McHale in Minnesota, Danny Ainge in Boston. Their friends, their boys, they played on championship team. How do you think that trade came apart? Yeah. Because Minnesota could have got a ton more for Kevin Garnett than what Boston gave them. He basically wrapped him up and said, Merry go. Christmas. Yeah. And so all this like being petty with Ray Allen, man, let that go, man. It's over. Hey, Stinger, did I ever tell you a story about how I beat Kevin Garnett in Papa Shot? No, you never did. Kevin Garnett. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds so dejected. I was doing, no, uh, was doing an appearance at a, at a local bar, and he was he – was, really late for, for his appearance. So, you know, we're killing time. Yeah, he's going to be here. I promise he's going to be here. So somebody said, well, why don't you play Papa Shot? And you know, he, was, he wasn't really trying that much. But so I beat him. And afterwards, he had promised he would do an interview for the station I was working for. And he gave me like crappy five-word answers because he was salty because I beat him in Papa Shot. Wow. It's all about Mark. <laughs> it's, all, it's all, listen, competitive, man. Yep. Yeah. Competitive, but it's, again, just, I mean, let it go, man. Let it go. I mean, I keep hearing this, you know, how they treat Ray Allen. Yeah. And Ray Allen's a good dude, sure, man. He sure. does a lot of stuff off the court. Yeah. You know, he does stuff for his community. He's never said a bad word about any of those guys. Sure. He's never came in print said, you know, it was Doc Rivers who did this or it was this guy, this guy. He never said anything bad about those guys. But he's been taking shots from them for years. And it's become public now. Yeah. And then for this little thing here, well, I'm cutting his picture out. What is that? It's gonna act like that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, if you're gonna act like that, then take your ring and give it back to you know uh, to the NBA. Then let's act like that didn't happen. It's it's so petty, man. Get over it. Before we get out of here, I understand that uh, Stacy and Whispers went to a comedy club over the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Stories. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, Larry Spears. Tell him, Tim. Well, first, Larry came out to the table and said, 
What's up, Stace? Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that's yeah. always nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 really nice. You know, you know, VIP treatment. And I guess Whispers does a little Bill Cosby impersonation. You didn't quite I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that either. You don't want to hear what I was either. saying. No. <laughs> you definitely don't want to hear what he's saying, America. Just, just, just envision popcorn with a hole in it. That's all you got to know. And that, that's all you got to know, America. No popcorn bucket with a hole in it. Butter my corn in the bucket. <laughs> See? The jello pudding yeah, pop. Yeah, the jello, with a jello, a jello pudding pop. I'm putting my pop where don't Belong. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, 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 yeah. y'all got him started, America. Oh, wait. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Forget to whispers <laughs> <laughs> to bring this show home. Hey, how are your pups doing? We, we they are one hundred percent after. Oh, great. After a week of vomiting, America. Oh. Yes, yes. It was like eating the oily they, popcorn. They, listen, no, no. <laughs> well, no, there was nobody. Listen. That was equivalent, seriously, that kennel cough was equivalent to like doggy COVID. Yeah. Seriously, it was. Because it was just like, it was running rampant with the two dogs. Like 20-some dogs got it. Oh. And they were at this dog park. And we've, uh, we put the we put the dog's face on a milk carton because we're trying to find out who the owner was. <laughs> and uh, when we catch him, mm, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Bars of soap. Hold him down. Hold him down. Full metal jacket. jacket. And beat him with bars of soap into the in his belly till it turns red. Oh boy. America, I don't wow. condone yeah. violence. Okay, I'm not advocating violence. But. Okay, just get except, except twice but, on today's show. But, but America, I can see why you turn to it sometimes. <laughs> on that note, America's that note, friend Stacy King. Yes, sir. Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> oh, here we go, America. <laughs> We're coming for your scout, boy. Wow, that's great. Oh, good I, work hey, by Stinger. Hey, Stinger. Yeah, that's Stinger impressive. brought back memories. Yeah. I, I hear that song, I dropped 40. <laughs> I, I had a flashback mark. I was ready to shoot it, baby. Oh, running through the tunnel, baby. Woo! With the John Stockton shorts on. Woo! The little tight shorts. Susan, don't get hot over there. I know you. Like, oh, Susan, Susan's like, oh my lord, and she'll like it too. So, for all our loyal listeners in the state of Oklahoma, if you see Stacy driving by this weekend, make sure to say hello. Come on out. I'll be down there this uh, this week. They're, they're they're giving me a little award for making it in the Hall of Fame, America. That's nice. Yeah. And so I'm coming down, and Congrats. I didn't get because I didn't get to technically go into the Hall yeah. of Fame because of the COVID uh, restrictions with the right. NBA and wouldn't let me travel. So they're redoing it at my university for me. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, congrats we got on Porter that. Moser there, who's now yeah. the coach. And um, I've been talking to him on a regular basis and trying to help him in his transition. A little recruiting to, um, help. Yeah. A little, little recruiting. And, and he's doing a great job. He's got some recruits coming in. So he's done a great job there. Right, well, safe travels down there. We look Thank forward you. to seeing you next week. And that's going to bring down the curtain on episode 43 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. I want to thank Impressionist Al, the great Al Foran, for entertaining us with all those entertainment celebrities. Some great stuff from him. Boomer Sooner. Number one America. And I'm getting ready to say, drive home safely. <laughs> beep, beep, because the sooner's are, baby. Woo! <laughs>